Welcome to the WEAST podcast, where we discuss what every athlete should know in sports performance and ask the experts in their experience, tools, and technology and science regarding sports performance. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Summers. I am excited to give you this first podcast as it is dear to my heart and one of the big reasons why I started and founded What Every Athlete Should Know. Today's podcast topic and theme of discussion surrounds 2023 goal setting and sports performance planning for athletes, coaches, and parents. This topic is specifically for individual athletes or those individuals who have athletes in sport that are serious and non-recreational athletes. Athletes that are participating in sport for more than just recreation. So if you, your son or daughter, or your athlete or athletes are participating in sport for more than just recreation, then this podcast might be beneficial for you. If you are this type of athlete, it is highly likely that an enormous amount of time, finances, and efforts are invested into your journey in sport. Over my years of experience, over 30 years of experience as a former national team member, and team doctor for Rio and Tokyo Olympic Games, my my observations have been that most athletes and their supporters already have goals, and goal-setting practices may enhance the meeting and or commitment. However, how many of us are writing them down, and what's the best advice to start? Where do athletes actually start to writing down their goals as well as performance planning? Before we review some of the common goal-setting topic, it must be mentioned the American Developmental Model. This is how athletes develop throughout sport. This topic couldn't be a podcast in its own right, and it may well be in the future, as it is complex and it varies among sport and individuals. A brief overview of the United States Olympic Paralympic athlete developmental model will help us set the stage of discussion surrounding goal setting and performance planning in sport. So the USOPC has a five-stage model. Not every sport has the same five stages, and it differs among sports. As you can be a high-level athlete at a young age in certain sports, whereas you may take more time to develop in other types of sports. Stage one for the USOPC model, uh, the ADM model, the American Developmental Model for Athletes in Sport. Stage one, discover, learn, and play ages young to about 12 years of age with athletic experience of one to three years. Stage two is develop and challenge, which are, are ages 10 to 16, an athletic experience of three to six years. Stage three is train and compete, ages 13 to 19 athletic experience is six ranges from six to 10 years. Stage four is excel for high performance to participate and succeed at ages 15 years plus with about 10 years of experience. And stage five is to thrive and mentor ages are for life or being active for life. So now that we have kind of set the stage of the American developmental model, where in this model do we break into goal setting and performance planning? Which is a very good question. 
I think it, we must first define what is a sub-professional athlete. If an athlete is very talented and they're doing very well in their sport and they are above average or way above average that in that top 20%, 15, 10, 5%. And if they're ranked uh, in an individual sport regionally in their top uh, bracket or nationally, this would be the information where that athlete could start looking at their performance planning and goal setting. This doesn't mean that athletes that are below this mark doesn't need to think about this, um, which it may be highly be uh, valuable for those athletes that are very motivated in sport to, to consider. So reviewing some common goal setting guidelines, you know, when researching this topic, I decided instead of just going to the scholar search engines that I commonly use for literature in sports performance and sports medicine, I decided to Google. And the reason why I Google searched is because I wanted to act like I was an athlete and I wanted to see what I could find, any guidance on the internet of how to do goal setting um, as an athlete. The top results that came back in this goal setting practices for athletes all stated relatively the same thing. And here they are. Goal setting is crucial for the success of athletes in both sport and life. It's a vital part of every athlete's plan to enhance motivation, improve self-confidence, enhances motivation, improves uh, clarity in decision-making, and maintains helps maintain commitment and a sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. Each of the top Google results referenced SMART goal acronym or the SMART goal setting approach, which stands for specific measurable, achievable, realistic, and timetabled, or a combination of SMART and goal-setting theory. However, these results didn't explain what goal-setting theory was, but it had it mixed in to some of the recommendations of how to set goals for athletes. After researching um, into this more in depth, I realized not only as a former athlete, but also as performance professional, I realized that it, I find it very difficult for athletes to make sense of how to do goal setting without a lot of other guidance from a professional, whether it is a sports psychologist, sports nutritionist, strength conditioning coach, right? Their coach, a mentor, etc. I find it difficult for an athlete to make sense of this regardless of age. And I'll explain why. I do, however, understand why um, a lot of the top Googled results recommends the SMART goal approach, as it does give some basic, a basic template and guideline for somewhere to start. In this podcast, we will break down some of the components of what every athlete should know surrounding this performance planning and goal setting in sport. And additionally, we have to answer some of these difficult questions of the complexity in sports performance. Is the SMART goal approach overused or even appropriate for sub-professional athletes or non-recreational athletes? Another question is where should an athlete start thinking about performance planning and goal setting in their process? To start it off, I think we need to define what a goal is and then dive into some different approaches for athletes to consider. And lastly, we're going to explore 
the mindset of a sports performance professional prior to giving suggestions and advice on how to set goals and plan out performance planning. So what is a goal? A goal is defined as what an individual is trying to accomplish. It is the aim of an object of an action, such as to obtain a specific standard of proficiency on a task. Now that we've defined a goal, what are SMART goals and what is goal setting theory strategies? SMART goals, as mentioned above, that acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timetabled, have differences with goal setting theory. Differences among goal setting approaches is eloquently demonstrated by Swan and colleagues in a 2022 article, a narrative review and critique, which was titled The Overuse of SMART Goals for Physical Activity Promotion, where they state, one important difference is that the SMART goal approach focuses on achievable and realistic goals, where goal setting theory encourages the setting of challenging and difficult goals. The SMART goal acronym ignores one of the most fundamental considerations in goal setting research, namely that there are many types of goals, and from my research, over 20, each of which can lead to different performance and psychological outcomes. Prominent examples of goal setting distinctions include performance versus learning goals in goal setting theory and behavioral versus outcome goals as behavioral change techniques. What every athlete should know about SMART goal setting. I think it can be easily argued that the SMART goal method may not be suitable for non-recreational athletes that they are already physically active. And I will give you a summary of that narrative review now. SMART goals is not based on scientific theory. It is not consistent with empirical evidence, and it does not consider what type of goal to set. It does not apply. It is not applied consistently. It is lacking detailed guidance. Has redundancy in its criteria. Is not being used as an, as it was originally intended, and has a potential risk for harmful effects. The article goes on to give key recommendations of moving forward that the researchers, practitioners, and organizations prioritize theory-based goal-setting interventions instead of SMART goal, goal setting. What is goal-setting theory? Goal-setting theory explains the mechanism by which goals influence behavior and how the latter can be moderated by goal characteristics, difficulty and specificity, the level of commitment, the importance of the goal, levels of self-efficiency, feedback, and task complexity. We're going to come back to that in just a second, but they gave other strategies as well to consider. Not only goal-setting theory, however, other ones as achievement goal theory, self-regulation theory, self-determination theory, and social cognitive theory, to name a few. Overall, it is sufficient to say that goal setting is complex discussion, and there are substantial differences between each individual athlete.
of how we train, how we prepare, how we compete that need to be taken into consideration. There's not a one size fits all in goal setting or performance planning, training or competition. Nor is there a single way for us to create goals and magically have our goals and dreams come true. For example, the SMART goal method. Finally, and most importantly, there are more than just telling serious athletes to create SMART goals and to leave it up to them to figure out. Without the principles or basic foundation or framework surrounding their performance process. What do I mean by that? And why is that important? Well, when I was young, 15, 16 year old athlete, I was on the international stage doing well in my ranking, my world ranking. I wasn't thinking about this and I wish I had the tools to think about it. What is sport performance? And what are the components of sport performance? I knew some of them, but I didn't have a framework or principles to go off of, of these six components of sport performance, which are health, lifestyle, nutrition, training, competition, psychological stress, and environment. I strongly believe the premise that many of us can agree on, which is, the more we know about ourselves and our current process, the more likely goal setting and positive outcomes are attainable. Additionally, what is not discussed enough is the guidance given prior to starting future goal setting. So over the years, I've had the fortunate opportunity to have surveyed hundreds of athletes and followed up with a personalized interview. And when directly asked, most athletes' goals are generally this. I want to be better at my chosen sport. I want to have better results. And I want to work harder and smarter than I have in the prior season. Additionally, I've asked the mo how motivated they are to achieve their goals, to which they reported their motivation being anywhere from 85 to 100%. And I asked them to rank their goal by importance and give them a score. And they gave their goal importance, usually a 7.5 out of 10 on a 10 scale. This sounds familiar in goal setting theory, looking at the motivation, the level of commitment, as well as the importance of the goal. However, when we asked about time spent each week, training athletes ranged anywhere from four to 25 plus hours in sports specific training as well as ancillary training methods such as strength conditioning sports nutrition meal prep sports psychology practices etc video analysis the list goes on and recovery <laughs> lastly the majority of athletes surveyed less than five percent had a performance plan to reach their goals. So here are my top three questions that I think would be very beneficial for you to understand of how we approach athletes before we even begin helping them or giving them guidance or recommendations. Question number one, how much time and effort have you set aside to plan out and analyze your past and current process in sport? 
That's a deep question and it takes time to answer. Number two, are you under or over training, AKA maximizing your efforts? Number three, if you are over or under training, how do you know? And what is the process that you know? And are you making a sound investment in your dedicated time, finances, and overall effort? These are pretty difficult questions to answer, but I feel like they start to get the athlete to think about their process. And that's what we're going to talk about now. It's safe to say that non-recreational athletes, supporters, and coaches want to improve performance, skill, and result. Again, what advice or guidance can we give athletes without the athletes knowing more about themselves and their current process? Which brings us to the primary missing component in athlete performance. In my experience, the primary missing component missing among non-recreational serious athletes looking to take their performance to the next level is truly putting mindful and actionable thought behind all of their efforts. That may sound harsh. However, it just takes a couple exercises and a few questions to find out if you are. And I can back this up with this statement. No athlete, coach, doctor, physiotherapist, athletic trainer, strength conditioning coach, sports nutritionist, sports psychologist, or parent has all the answers, especially in each other's profession. Sports performance is complex, and it's impossible to be an expert in every field. However, it is never too late to learn more about each component surrounding performance. I believe the primary objective of an outstanding sports performance director or mentor or coach is to empower an athlete to put mindful and actionable thought behind their time and efforts to achieve their goals. I'm going to give you a quote by Dennis Waitley. There are two primary choices in life, to accept the conditions as they exist or accept the responsibility in changing them. Recommendations for 2023 goal setting and performance planning. Prior to setting any type of goal, my recommendation would be to create a mindful self-evaluation consisting of a list of questions behind your training efforts that has gotten you where you are today. This activity and exercise can be from for any serious athlete from youth per, to professional. The questions are only a template and you can ask more than these. Once completed, it is much easier to design your goals and your future goals based on a strategy that you feel is appropriate for you. It is strongly encouraged for athletes to consider to have their support staff also answer these questions in their processes. I feel like athletes would gain a lot from how their mentors and coaches and support staff view their work ethic and their, their, their insight of experience. And I want you to remember that this is purely a recommendation uh, for a sports performance approach, and there's no right or wrong way to evaluate your process. Um, there's many differences between each individual, and below are my top questions that I would ask uh, to help shape your path and success in sport when writing your goals. 
Before I give the 10 questions, I want to give you some tips uh, that will help you do this process. Uh, I want you to consider, consider answering your questions by looking into the six major components that surround the sports performance realm, which is health, lifestyle, nutrition, training, competition, psychological stress, and environment. Health, uh, for example, could be prior injury, current injuries, pre-existing condition. Lifestyle could be diet, sleep, sleep practices, um, study practices, you name it. Um, it. Alcohol could be a lot of things. Uh, nutrition is self-evident. Training is how many hours do you train per week? What are you doing in training? Competition is how you prepare for competition. Psychological stresses. Your, your mood, your feeling, anxiety, uh, and so forth. Remember, remember during this exercise to use your imagination and pull out all the important points as this exercise will help you continue to grow in your education and knowledge about yourself and your experience. So we're going to start off with section one, question one. Section one goes over perceived strength, weaknesses, and obstacles. So answer these questions as you are an athlete and remember that these strengths can be anything. They could be physical, mental, emotional, behavioral attributes, characteristics, as that goes for your weaknesses and obstacles as well. So what are my strengths? Number two, what are my weaknesses? Number three, what are my obstacles keeping me from reaching my goals of increased results and performance. Section two is plan process or calendar, health, prior injury and well-being. First question or question number four in the exercise, do I have a weekly, monthly, quarterly and yearly sports performance calendar? Or do you plan out your week, month, quarter or year? If so, what are the details that may be included in your calendar? Number five, do I have prior or current injuries that could be re-injured or exacerbated? If you do, please write those out as well. Number six, do I have or utilize an injury prevention program to help ensure my health and wellness? If you do, excellent. If you don't, We'll talk about that briefly in a few moments. Number seven, section three. Do I have a strength conditioning plan? Number eight, do I have nutritional support or educational resources to guide my efforts? Number nine, do I have a sports psychology support or educational resources to guide my efforts? Number 10, do I track and analyze my training performance efforts to refine and optimize? The answers to the 10 questions provide a roadmap to aid making actionable goals. Most importantly, don't be overwhelmed if your list is large, as it likely will be if you put some mindful thought into the exercise. Checking off each item is almost like goal setting in practice. Rank or order them by importance after you're done in sequential, in sequential challenging building blocks. 
which will help you in your goal setting practice. Let's go over each section, section one, two, and three, each, each of the question questions within them to just touch base on them to give you a little bit more information after you've completed the exercise. Section one are your strengths, your weaknesses, and obstacles. Athletes typically focus, from my experience, they typically focus on weaknesses or deficiencies. Like I want and I need more strength, more power, more speed, more endurance, more flexibility. However, what must not be ignored are our strengths and capitalizing what we're good at. I will give you a brief two examples. If you are, if you are, have a strength, if you have a strength that where you're highly motivated, dedicate, and you're a resilient athlete, then you can help use these, these attributes to increase your performance process. Or if you're a very detailed oriented athlete, again, you can use this to be accountable and thoroughly plan out your process. I'm going to give you some very interesting information. When surveying our uh, our athletes, the top three most common obstacles reported were psychological, behavioral, and mental. I'm going to ask you quickly a question. What actionable steps would you take to address these obstacles, these three obstacles, if you were greater than 85% motivated towards your goals and you ranked them with an importance out of an eight out of 10 in your overall goal importance? Athletes commonly state when interviewed that they don't have the time or finances to invest in these aspects of performance. And it's simply easier to just lift more weights, pick up a dumbbell. It's readily available. They don't need to do any research or pay someone to help them. If this sounds familiar, I have some, I have some recommendations for you. Create goals that surround self-learning and don't be afraid to ask for help. This also applies for strength conditioning because it's much more complex than just picking up a dumbbell to maximize your efforts. However, this recommendation um, takes time. It takes research to learn. Uh, also, you need to filter out fads and misinformation, but um, these are relatively free options, and I want to encourage athletes to have the courage to ask for help. You'd be surprised when you ask someone to help, especially when they know how motivated you are to reach your goals. Section two, plan process and calendar, health, prior injury, and well-being. Despite what you might think, most athletes, even elite athletes surveyed, uh, do not have a performance plan or calendar. I can easily argue that most athletes that don't have a plan are throwing darts in the dark, um, which especially comes true for more athletes uh, that have not reached their desired role, uh, results. I know that may sound harsh, uh, but when we look at uh, planning to reach something, I can give you a few examples. Most of us plan vacations, and when we plan vacations, we plan travel, we plan activities, etc. We also plan our finances and our, edu our educational uh, path in life. These are planned process and we plan these out. 
when you're trying to reach goals or trying to be better at something, it's good to have a formalized plan. I strongly believe that it is a crucial consideration for athletes to consider to have a performance plan um, as it can be motivational and built in self-confidence building. Ultimately, the question I have is if you do not have a plan, then where are you going and how will you get there? It's difficult to argue that prior injuries, ensuring health and well-being are not some of the most crucial components in athlete performance, as it's very problematic to, for athletes to train, to reach new gains, and to have good results if they're bogged down with overuse injuries and poor health. Additionally, prior injury uh, increases the likelihood of risk of repeat injury or exacerbation of that injury. So staying on top of your health and injuries and planning to make yourself stronger and more robust than ever is one of the best strategies to improve your process. Section three, strength conditioning, sports nutrition, sports psychology, tracking and analyzing efforts. You also may be surprised to learn that most of our non-recreational sub-professional athletes that are serious in sports do not have a strength conditioning plan. I was surprised to find this out. Deciding when to implement a strength conditioning program is recommended to be a major priority of every serious athlete in sport. Each sport and athlete and situation are different. However, a general rule is that if you're serious in your sport and training, competed for a minimum of two years in that sport, and you're above seventh grade or in seventh grade, depending on the sport, okay, or you're just getting ready for high school or in high school and you have not had a strength conditioning plan, you should definitely consider it, period, full stop. It doesn't matter the sport and it doesn't matter the gender. A common destructive myths around strength conditioning, like if, if I lift weights, I'm going to bulk up or um, I'm going to lose my finesse in my sport. Developing athletes on lifting technical skills as well as general motor patterns are imperative for athlete development and I strongly suggest that you reach out to a strength conditioning coach that has experience because you, they will make you stronger, faster, and give you more endurance uh, for your chosen sport. Lastly, the other critical components in sports performance are commonly overlooked. Performance and recovery are, it's complex, and there's a lot of factors that affect them. We talked about, you know, health, lifestyle, we're going to talk about now nutrition. Um, we're going to talk about psychological stress, which are commonly overlooked. Sport, mental health, and psychology and nutrition are underutilized in sport, from my experience. These top three obstacles, when we surveyed our athlete that I mentioned before, psychological, behavioral, and mental health. Yet when I asked if those athletes obtained support, greater uh, less than 8% had support in these areas. It also must be said that dietary habits and hydration can be argued to be a major component in sports performance. I'll give you this little st statistic here. The prevalence of supplementation among athletes estimated internationally um, 
that use supplementation, 37 to 89%. Yet few athletes, few athletes undertake professional assessment of their baseline nutritional habits with their taking supplements. They may or may not need based upon advertising and fads and potentially misinformation. Knowledge and learning are key components of professionalism and longevity in sport. And it must be stated here on our WEAST podcast that professional sports are the only professional occupation that does not have a curriculum or continuing education or degree for its athletes. I hope that sets in. All professional occupations have an educational background uh, and to become experts within their fields. Training and competing makes athletes professional. And if they're talented enough, they have the tools and support around them, they succeed. However, imagine if you had the knowledge and power and tools that surrounded your sports performance process and planning and goal setting to make you go to to the next level. If you are passionate, motivated, and committed in your sport goals, then add performance planning, goal setting, learning, and education into your process so that you can make better, more informed decisions in your path to success in 2023. I hope you found this information valuable and I appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you liked our information, please like our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it and we hope to see you at the next one.